Welcome back, my friends, to the DeRateTheHate.com podcast. I am Wilt from WiltsWorld.com, and this is going to be episode 14 of the DeRate the Hate podcast. And today is part three of our mini-series dedicated to the book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Dr. Stephen Covey. And um, if you haven't had a chance, step back and listen to episodes 12 and episodes 13, where we discuss the first three habits of the seven habits of highly effective people. Uh, first habit, be proactive, where when at, in episode 12, we discuss the habit of being responsible, able to choose our response. And then in episode 13, we dive into habits two and three, which are leadership and management habits, where habit two is begin with the end in mind, and habit three is put first things first. So if you haven't had a chance, like I said, step back, listen to episodes 12 and 13 of the Derate the Hate podcast, where we go into habits one through three of the book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. This episode, episode 14, we're going to talk about habits four and five. And actually, you know, I, 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 I'd be remiss without actually saying it, but habits four and five are something that is so far out of place in so many realms that mean so much today. And, and where I, where I, as soon as I say it, you're going to instantly, instantly figure it out. But habit four is think win-win, and habit five is seek first to understand and then to be understood. Now, I, I don't think there's any greater example at this time in history and, and in, at this time in our lives of the complete failure of these two habits than what we're seeing in our political stage in modern times it's you know think win-win is an opportunity for two parties whether it be individuals or say political parties it's an opportunity for two parties to get together and try to come together and come to certain terms with a win-win mentality what do i mean by that you have to work for a win on both sides of a situation or both sides of a negotiation because if you go for win-lose or lose-win, as, as Dr. Covey explains in The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, obviously one, one party or the other is always coming out with the short end of the stick. So we have to think in terms of a win-win. What does my side want? What does your side want? How do we come to terms where we are both on a winning side of the issue? And this isn't nearly as hard as you would think. And we, we will get into this in greater detail. And, and I, I do not want the Derate the Hate podcast to be about politics. But this is something that we'll, we will obviously discuss in greater detail in, in, com, uh, in coming episodes. But when two parties need to come together to finish a negotiation. I don't care if it's a business deal, if it's a personal relationship matter, if it's a political agenda issue. The 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 end terms have to be a win-win or no deal. And and 
the, the what we're seeing so often nowadays on on the political stage is a whole bunch of political theater and a whole bunch of nastiness that it, that is really accomplishing nothing but it, what it does is it pits the two parties against each other and in the political realm it it pits the constituents against each other because of the political theater aspect of it but just think about the uh, whether it whether it be a time when you've bought a car or you've bought an appliance or, or you've bought uh, or you've had to negotiate any kind of a deal when when you go into that deal you're obviously wanting to win. The other party obviously wants to win. And if you can't go for a win-win, somebody's going to come out the loser. So whether it, you, whether it be you, the lose-win mentality, or whether it be them, the win-lose mentality, somebody loses. So uh, in, in, in Habit 4, Dr. Covey talks about the concept of win-win and, and how to get to the win-win mentality. You have to work for a win-win or go for option three, which is a win-win, no deal. Where, you know, you say, you know, if if we sit down and we talk and, and we, we can come to terms where I win and you win, that's great. But if we cannot come to terms where I win and you win, then maybe there's no deal and we can just agree to disagree and move on amicably. Um, like I said, in, in the modern political stage, there's way too much political theater. There's way too much of, you know, uh, things that, that I'm not going to get into here. But there, there's all too little of the concept of win-win. So, um, uh, so win-win has got to be a, a part of any negotiation where you're going to be effective, where you're going to be successful. Because if you go for the win-lose, again, uh, the other party is going to have animosity. If you go for the lose-win and you turn yourself into a martyr, you're just going to go away feeling bad. And, and you've lost. They've won. They've taken you to the cleaners. It, it's, not the, it's not the effective. It's not the efficient. It's not the best thing to do. So habit four is go for the win-win. Habit five is seek first to understand and then be understood. Now, this is a very big part of the think-win-win mentality because if I walk into a negotiation, whether it be with uh, an employee that reports to me or my boss or somebody that I'm looking to negotiate a deal with, and I sit down with them and I just start speaking my opinion, I don't even try to figure out what they're going for, the first thing I do is just bombard them like a bull in a china shop with my opinions and what I want and how I feel, they've automatically shot, shut down. They, they do not even hear what I am saying. They are, they are not listening. They are not absorbing the opinion that I'm trying to present. The only thing that they're doing is mentally in their mind trying to figure out how they're going to respond and how they are going to try to present their point to you. Nothing's being nothing's being accomplished. Nothing's being heard. We are now in a power struggle for who's going to understand who, and neither one, neither party is going to come out understanding the other party. So, what we need to do to be effective again, the seven habits of highly effective people, as Dr. Covey states it: seek first to understand, and then be understood. So, it's better to go into that negotiation and say. Let me listen to your point. Let me listen to what you have to say. 
And before I am going to speak, before I am going to start talking from my perspective, I want to make sure that you know that I know what your uh, point is. I, I know, I understand where you are coming from before I ever try to present what I am trying to get out of this negotiation, what I am trying to go for in this disagreement or this this contract negotiation or this sale or, or, or pleading my case. And once I do that, once I take myself out of the position of trying to bombard that other party with what I want them to understand, I seek first to understand what their point of view is and then after I truly understand and I make a point of making sure they know that I understand, then I try to make my point. This does a couple things. It takes me, it takes it takes the stress off me in this negotiation because now I'm not trying to rush through what I'm trying to say. I am truly sitting there and making sure I understand what their point is before I try to present my my point of view. They know that I respect them enough to gain an understanding of what their position is. And we can both go into this negotiation with a solid understanding at that point of what each other wants. And these two, like I said, habit four, think win-win. How do I truly understand and how can I truly come up with a win-win mentality if I don't first understand what that other party wants? How can I first truly get to a win-win mentality if I don't even know what their position is and truly understand their position? I already know what my position is. I know how I win out of this deal. But how can I really figure out how the other party wins if I don't first understand what they are looking for? So habits four and five, think win-win and seek first to understand and then to be understood are obviously very, very important habits to maintain if you're going to be an effective person, if you're going to be a person that's going to accomplish great things in life. Because when it comes to negotiating anything, I don't care whether it's business, I don't care whether it's personal, I don't care whether it's a relationship, marriage, in-laws, whatever the case may be, it is so very, very important in all negotiating tactics, all relationship tactics, to think win-win, and seek first to understand, then to be understood, is how you get there, how you get to that win-win mentality. And like I said, everything that's going on in the world today is so incredibly toxic because far too many people have forgotten the win-win mentality and it's always me against you. I've got to get my way. I'm not sure or I don't care or I don't want to listen to what your way is. And people become vulnerable because they don't want to listen to what the other person has to say. I don't want to know your position because I don't want to be swayed out of my win. I want to have what I want. I do not want to listen to what you want. And then that is just a recipe for a whole bunch of toxic that 
we see every single day in society and in the news and most of all in politics. And if we don't get back to the think-win-win mentality, which comes first by seeking to understand the other side, we will never get anywhere and we will continue to see lots and lots of bad in everything that we're seeing nowadays. So there is no better way and, and no better habits in the deratethehate.com concept, bettering the world one attitude at a time, than to think win-win by first seeking to understand and then to be understood. So with that, we'll wrap up the abridged version of Habits 4 and 5, again from Dr. Stephen Covey's The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And we will dive right into this week's good news or feel-good story because... Like I say in every episode, there's a whole lot of doom and gloom, and this one is not necessarily recent, but it is certainly a feel-good story, and it stood out to me in my reading this week, so I wanted to share it with all of you, because good news and good values are timeless. Um, uh, there's, there's never been a more important time in our lives to recognize people with good values. And this story comes from July of 1950, where a cleaning lady at a bank in Syracuse, New York, was on her fourth night of work. And on her fourth night, she shows up to clean the bank, and there behind the teller cage on the floor, four neatly stacks, or four neatly stacked stacks of money, and equaling about $40,000. Now, Mary Sikowski, the cleaning lady, had just started this job this week, making $18 a week. So for all those who don't want to do the math, that's less than $1,000 a year. And she just finds $40,000 laying on the floor. And what does she do? She sticks it in a paper bag. She knows she's got to protect it. She's going to turn it in the next day. And she she said she'd never been more frightened in her entire life. She's she's protecting it like it's it, like there's nothing else uh, that she's ever protected before. And she takes it home, shows her husband, shows her kids uh, with the intention of giving it back the next day. And she said every time the bo- dog barked, every time the uh, the floor creaked, anytime something happened, she was just nervous, sweating bullets. And and couldn't wait, uh, couldn't get rid of the money soon enough. So um, they return it the next day, or she, you know, she told her boss, she told the bo- uh, bank manager, she returned the money. They gave her a hundred and fifty dollar reward for returning the money. They put her picture in the newspaper. They actually put her picture in uh, uh, some national American uh, news uh, weekly, something like that. Um, but uh, uh, you know, like I said. Good values are timeless. Um, you know, back then there's no security cameras. There's no nothing. She could have walked away with the money, and probably nobody, you know, uh, you know, until they counted the money and and whatever. The fact is, is like I've said before in this podcast, character is doing the right thing when nobody is looking. And and uh, Mary Sikowski, July 1950, found 40 times her yearly salary laying on the floor. And on her fourth day of work, and she knew exactly what she had to do. She returned the money, 
and uh, that is a, a phenomenal feat by anybody's uh, anybody's standards. That is good character. That's a good deed. That's a beautiful thing. And uh, you know, she obviously has a beautiful soul with beautiful values. So uh, again, beautiful values are timeless. And uh, way to go, Mary Sikowski. Um, I don't know if you're still with us, but uh, in 1950, you absolutely did the right thing. Amazing job. Great job. And uh, hopefully uh, hopefully there's a lot of people that saw that story back in 1950 and learned something from it. So, And hopefully there's some people that listen to this podcast and learn something from it today. So with that, I'm going to wrap up this week's Derate the Hate podcast. Uh, like I always do. And when you can get back out there, be kind to one another. Be grateful for everything you've got. And ultimately remember, it's up to you to make each and every single day the day that you want it to be. Until next week. And uh, next week we're going to wrap up our little mini-series on the uh, uh, Stephen Covey's book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. But until next week, we'll, uh, we'll catch you then. Thank you very much.